Cats are my ultimate fear. Yes, uh, they have the, I think, nightly migration in Austin. Oh, yeah, yeah uh, under the bridge. Uh, yeah. One of the best things was, uh, yeah, sunset, and there's also two million bats filling the sky. But, um, it, no, thank you. Yeah. Well, it's a little known fact that um, Barbara co-hosts are cowardly, superstitious lot. So, uh, you know, when I swore vengeance upon Barbara, I decided that I would become a bat to terrify her. Oh. All right, guys. Bob yes. got Bob got the um, what's the word? Penultimate. I can't, I can't think of the word. Penultimate. Penultimate. What is penultimate? The the like if like, it's the penultimate episode episode right before I was the thinking last. more he got the courtesy of me letting him know that we're recording but I went ahead and started recording because I thought this was good stuff to talk about <laughs> or for everybody to hear so oh, welcome <laughs> but you did skip over when we revealed the murders of the dead hobos in the basement right you you you, you, you skipped over that one I did I did okay good good <laughs> I'll, I'll cut that part out too right now yeah maybe see yeah, so so I would say that Bob is my wingman, but more or less I'm Bob's wingman. Um, I don't think quickly on my feet, uh, but Bob's always at the ready, so he's here on the mic with me tonight. Yeah. You know, she does that right. love everyone to get into uh, complacency. Uh, really, she's the <laughs> smart one of the group, the one of the better voice, and the one who is far more entertaining than I am. So, plus, you just got to go look it up, and guess what, guys? For you, I already have. <laughs> so let me see if i can get it right this time because i know last time we are here with bob bob and barbara from gal walks into a comic shop Woo! oh you got it yeah yes! comic yeah, store I'll last time yeah <laughs> well see the problem was is we were on skype and i saw a comic and i was like i don't know if it was store or shop i took a 50 50 and i was wrong <laughs> add a little bit while we were trying to name it and uh Wound up ultimately with comic shops, so it's a gal walks into a comic shop. A gal walks into a comic shop. So please, if if they haven't heard the first episode that we talked with you guys, just tell us a little bit about your podcast and about yourselves. I mean, you've already All complimented right. each other pretty well, but you know, compliment more. I'm going to pull up that word again. Uh, Bob is the penultimate uh, <laughs> comic aficionado. He knows more than anyone I've ever encountered about the world of comics. And I have uh, a sociology background and an English background. And he would just sit around reading comics and chuckle. And I just thought, like, what in God's name is so funny? I hate this medium. I don't understand it <laughs> at all. And uh, he's like, all right. Like, we've been talking for a long time about doing a pod and couldn't settle on a topic. And finally, it was the aha moment for him. He's like, we've got to do comics. Um, so the first comic he had me read was um, Dark, Dark Returns. Knight Returns, and I had so much trouble getting through it. It was like studying for a chemistry final back in the day. <laughs> and uh, there was a panel where I was like, I don't understand. What are those eyeballs? <laughs> and he goes, eyeballs? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Show me the panel. So I opened the book and showed him the panel. And he's like, oh, those are Batman's mother's pearls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Ooh. One of the most dramatic, iconic scenes. Yeah, I know. Like, it's on the sidewalk. And... <laughs> yeah, Barbara but... thinks that, that the murderer, Joe Chill, ripped the eyeballs <laughs> off of... <laughs> 
barfing up eyeballs all over the place. It's a crazy <laughs> plot point. But, I, you know, I mean, it's a good lesson, right? Like, I mean, anytime we try and introduce someone who we care about to the things which we're passionate about, we sometimes forget that, oh, yeah, there might be some steps to understanding. You know, if we, like, sit someone down and say, hey, come on, the, uh, you know, f- uh, football's on. It's Sunday. Come on. Yeah, I don't like We've football. We've tried that. <laughs> so many steps that need to go into understanding the language of why what's on the screen is freaking beautiful. Uh, and with comics, same thing, like to understand why Dark Knight Returns is so fucking awesome requires, oh, here's how to read the language of it. It's like they're freaking speaking French or something if you've never read a comic book. So that's, you know, what, why we started the pod was like, okay, look, we can get people into the medium, can get people interested in comics, but let's find out why. Let's find out what works, what doesn't work. Um, and then for the rest of the show, uh, it's mostly us doing, um, uh, crazy quizzes. Uh, we do a skit. We just did, uh, reenacted Lois Lane 28 where, where, um, Lois Lane, uh, demands this Raha from India, uh, prove that he's worthy to marry her. <laughs> and Superman says, Hmm, you sly little minx. I'll teach you a lesson. And the, you know, the Raha is like trying everything. Oh, Lois, I will do anything I can for you. And Lois is just like a complete bitch. So we do this like reenactment and it is great. And so, yeah, so that's what we do in the podcast. It's um, initially it was going to be informative and now it's just uh, the two of us doing silly voices and uh, drinking too much when recording. A little bit of a free for all. <laughs> okay. Uh, then my other question is, yeah, you, you talk about drinking. Bob, how from one to Charlie Sheen, how drunk were you last time? <laughs> he was uh, like Charlie Sheen with the little exponential three over his name. <laughs> yeah. So after spilling uh, after spilling beer on the mixing board, uh, which uh, you guys heard but didn't record, you missed the best part of the goddamn I episode. Uh, uh, I I woke up and I was on the couch surrounded by two dogs at about four in the morning, and I, last thing I remember was. Oh, I had to see how Barbara's doing. So I'm not sure how I got from step A to step dog on a couch. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so eventually I made my way to the bedroom. So, yeah, I was a little drunk last episode. Uh, on the other hand, on this one, I'm also a little drunk. So you got that going for you, which are is nice. That, are we that, I guess, boring that you have to be drunk to talk to us? Is that what you're saying? No. It was oh. a schedule issue. You guys schedule it on a day that ends with a Y. I um, know <laughs> it's my drinking day. We did another, uh, oh, Bob did another interview with somebody who is in, um, was it Arizona? Arizona, Arizona. So there's a three hour time difference. So when you guys scheduled with us, I was like, oh God, no, it's really 1030 our time. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, was okay. like, I don't know. I can stay up that late. So fortunately, you guys are kind, chose the right time zone. It works. Yes. We tried. <laughs> now, Nailed it. speaking of dogs and dog episodes, I did go back and listen to it. Bob mentioned that. Uh, I can't recall. Barb, can you tell me how that dog episode came about again? I can't remember. All right. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know how it happened. It was a uh, coincidence. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It's because of my kindness, my generosity. <laughs> yeah. So I failed miserably at all of Bob's quizzes. Um, and he had set the bar saying, if you answer three out of four quizzes right during any given episode, you're going to choose the next series of comics. I've never reached that threshold. So one night we went out bowling and I beat the holy living hell out of him. And he's like, you know what? You earned your dog episodes. So uh, we finally got to do 
Oh, comic. she completely whooped my ass. Like, I mean, keep in mind, Barbara <laughs> is – I'm not a good bowler. Uh, Barbara is makes me look like a good bowler. So I figured this is fun. <laughs> I bet anything. What, what do you want? My, 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 my liver? Okay, that's no Your good. Spleen. Whatever it's going to be. Spleen. Take my spleen. I don't even know what it does. That's right. fine. That's why I chose. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then she winds up like rolling like at the end, like three strikes in a row at the very last frame. and it's all oh, turkey. Oh, nice. Very nice. Well, I, I just wanted to bring that up. I mean, I know we talked about it last time, but... Like you said, I felt like Barb probably doesn't win a whole lot, so I just wanted to make sure I got that out there and just, you know. <laughs> yes, Bob wasn't even loser. Yeah. I never win. <laughs> Which Go she says as she beats me in darts, bowling. Um, I, I've been just on a losing streak, comics. guys. you got to help me out. I, complete losing streak. Just not comics, but that's part of the, you know, the scope of things. I um, am a complete comic novice. So <clears throat> driving over here and thinking, I thought of something. Wait, 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 wait. You you do that? Really? Which one? Drive or think? Well, well, well thinking. I knew <laughs> wait, you, you drove. I know you were all time? BJ and the bear there, but uh, the thinking part, that surprises me. Well, I've listened to your podcast. I don't do it very often, but every now and again I do. And thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> it just came to my attention. Clip that. <laughs> for some reason, I was listening to something. I can't remember what I was listening to. And they talked about how without, like, Without the hero, there wouldn't be the villain. Right. But I was thinking, what if the villains were always going to be there, and just about the time they were about to pop up, fate stepped in and made the hero? Well, there's an element of it, but I, you know, I think that it's just natural in fiction. You have a protagonist, you have to have a, an antagonist. Uh, and that's why in fiction, right? Like, you always have, like, in any of those stupid fantasy novels with the little elves and the you know, swords and the funny shoes... It's always like, we strive to find balance. And it's like, oh, what the fuck is balance? Like, why not just go for the good guys? You know, like, yeah. why not just do the right thing? Because in fiction, it's really good to strive for balance because you get another goddamn story out of it. Comic books. Uh, yeah, Batman creates all these villains. No, he doesn't. You know, look, uh, just because there's a cop doesn't mean that there's going to be somebody who's going to be more of a more of an asshole and less, you know, the cop is being an asshole. And that's not what comic books are about. So it's, it's a fallacy that the heroes create villains. No, it doesn't. You know what? Fiction creates heroes and villains because otherwise, what the hell are we reading? True. It'd be boring as hell without one or the other. Yeah. You know, an actual Batman. Um, well, actually, an actual Batman would be some weird narcissistic rich guy who goes around beating up poor people. And you go, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm really keen on that. You know, yeah. Bruce Wayne. Like, if he spent, I don't know, how much does a bat plane cost? Like, $32 million, uh, the bat rocket, like $100 billion. You know what? Boy, buy some rent-a-cops to go patrol a neighborhood. Uh, save a little bit of cash, you know? Right. Just donate a little bit more to the, you know, the, the police fund. and. But if sure. he's not Batman, he has to cry alone in his house. Yeah. With so he has millions. to be Batman. He's got Alfred Butler. with him. Yeah. Right, he okay. has Alfred. He doesn't need to cry. And besides, all married men often spend time crying alone in their homes. So uh, why not, Bruce? That's true. It's just us married men. And now Bruce has got billions, so yeah. he's already got one up. That's why when you write tragedies, it's uh, parents being killed in front of you, getting married. Really, it's all kind of the same on the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I think I want to hear Barb's comment to that. <laughs> no, mm. just, <laughs> Repeat that for me one more time. <laughs> Basically, without pros, there are no villains. Without villains, there are no heroes, right? Well, yeah, I was I was listening to something and they said uh, that heroes create villains. But when when like Batman popped up, that's when the Joker and Riddler and D Condiment Man and Dot Man and all that started popping up. But I figured, well, what if 
the he the villains were going to pop up anyway, and Fate right. stepped in and made Batman. I'm with you there. I I think that nobody necessarily feels compelled to act without a force to act against. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I can absolutely get the argument of villains first, heroes later. See, look at part of being all smarter. Here's another aspect, though. Maybe the real lesson of superheroes of Batman creating villains is that no matter what good things we try and do in the world, it's going to fail and create more problems. Uh, maybe it's really all a big story of failure. That's uh, all comic books are about, are failure. Miserable, bleak, dark failure. Wow, Bob, way to be a downer. <laughs> right, bringing it down, yeah. There's underwear involved, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Although so not a new Batman Damned, where you can see Batman's dong if you buy the print edition, but not the digital edition. Uh, well, Aww. I'm going to buy the print edition. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so, one, so Bob informed me this morning that we're going to be doing, um, Bob, uh, refresh me here. What's the name of the comic? Dark? Batman Damned. Damned. Batman Damned. He's like, yeah, everybody on Twitter is talking about uh, Batman's dong. But unfortunately, in the digital edition, is that what there's the bad no dong Batman was? dong. That's what I the bad see. dog's all about. And Barbara oh, spent no. so many hours with the microscope going, where's his dog? Uh, she <laughs> I just the same thing to me uh, at nighttime. So it's just like, where's that dog? Steroids, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, These are yeah. the terrible things I dragged into. Yeah, I, I think I even screenshotted one of your texts. And I was like, what? how do we feel about the bad dog? Yeah. <laughs> that answers that question. So I was like... Uh, I, was like, I feel like I have to bring this up uh, between the bat dong and then I love the quiz that you gave at the end of the dog episode where you made up the dogs. Tell us, what was the, uh, I say the inspiration behind, was it the, the wild wiener? <laughs> oh, and uh, what was the fang guy? Um, uh, Tusky Husky. Tusky Husky. It was a real one, part of the yeah. nine, uh, canine space patrol. Big dog, big dog. Bow, wow, wow. We fight evil. Now, now, now. Oh, now, yeah. Here's the problem. <laughs> Take something that ridiculous. How do you make a name that is equally as ridiculous? And I tried so many times to realize, no, as dumb as this name is, it still sounds more real than the other two. Uh, okay, uh, go, I don't know, uh, penis reference. Uh, wild Wiener? Bashful Bassett. I don't know. You no, see, that sounds Bassett. less ludicrous than uh, <laughs> Tall yeah. Terrier. Yeah, I had, uh, I, had a good, I had a good chuckle when I heard Wild Wiener, but I guess I still have the, you know, I'm still a, a six-year-old child in <laughs> the inside there. Yeah. <laughs> wiener will always be a funny word. Oh. <laughs> so wieners and farts will always be funny. Um, have y'all uh, watched anything on DC Universe yet? No, we haven't done that yet. I, I was always thinking this uh, weekend, like instead of doing comic books, uh, maybe we'll just download the DC Universe app. But uh, I don't know. It seems like work watching television. It's just, I mean, we know where the television is. We see that's there somewhere. We just uh, usually can't find the remote. We watch Better Call Saul. We've also recently watched Fargo. Big fans. I yeah, like but Better that, Call Saul. Yeah, oh, Saul is great. It's it it, it is. Um, I mean, first Breaking Bad was groundbreaking, but Saul is even bleaker and sadder. So yeah, yeah good stuff. Better. I just I can't deal with the tension of those type of shows. He doesn't like good shows like The Office and stuff like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think Break Bad. The scariest thing wasn't the idea of you know drug dealers might shoot you. It was personal oh, failure, uh, personal failure, and facing mortality. Uh, just I, I'm middle aged. I've been a failure at everything. 
I I would rather do anything, including being a criminal, than just admit that my life has been one continual failure. That's really scary. That was a scary show. I always made my stomach do knots in my what abs I have tense up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The uh, the Mexican cartel, that was a little scary to me. Uh, I mean, that's Yeah. Torte- what, what's the uh, Mexican word for turtle? Tor- Tortuga. 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 Yeah, yeah. Tortuga. Head on top of the... Yeah. Oh, Lord. Scary stuff. The all of Tortuga. Yeah, that makes right. sense now. <laughs> I think one of my favorite characters, especially from that show, and one of the most badass guys is Gus. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think you can't... I mean... It's That's just terrifying in a sedate way. Yeah, it, that was exactly. also my favorite rat on Cinderella. Oh, Gus Gus. Gus Gus. See, talk, way to talk bring about bleak and depressing. There's Cinderella. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty obsessed with Tuco. Tuco is terrifying. Tuco, also good. So, Barb, we yeah. I think we asked, I think, or Barbara, excuse me. Barbara. 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 Uh, it's not Babs. Babs. Oh, hold on. Um, <laughs> I, guys, we have a real emergency here. Um, <laughs> I would love Bob to keep on. To refill my I, drink. I, yeah, I mean, there are two empty drinks here. You just come talk to Barbara, but this is a big emergency, guys. It's like the flood. It's like the hurricane has come in. <laughs> Even worse disaster. Call FEMA. We need drinks, and uh, we don't dry have a spell. butler. It's the opposite Stupid. of a hurricane. Is it a drought? Need your own drought. Where's our Alfred? <laughs> I was wondering where Alfred was. I like Alfred. So, so Barbara what is Barbara. your experience with comics, if I may? Not very much. I Both of always, you? I always wanted to really get into them. I love everything about them, every story I've ever heard, all of that. But I grew up in a town of about 5,000 people. So there mm-hmm. was no comic shops around for me to get comics. Uh, I did eventually find, I think it was at a GameStop. Well, back when it was Babbage's. Um, <laughs> Babbage's! It was a while old, back. Old school. <laughs> I did find like a run of Scooby Doo comics, and I read those things until the covers were falling off. Rout row. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, I love comics, and I really need to get into the digital comics and start reading them. But I also, with my ADD and dyslexia and just flat out not being able to read too well, I don't, I can't read too well. There we go. So the funny thing here to me is that I was an English major. So when I initially approached comics, I wanted lots of words. And and I found it really difficult to bounce between um, the literary aspect of it and the artwork aspect of it. But now I'm finding that I actually enjoy most the comics that are really artwork intensive with very little dialogue. So, I mean, that might be a jumping on point for you. Well, I think uh, Dark Knight, is that the one that has like a two-page spread that is just panels, no no words? With the eyeballs. Yeah, 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 with the eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We try to keep Ryan with the uh, pop-ups right now. That's where we're kind of working him, working him into the ones. Uh, I'm really enjoying the artwork aspect. More than I thought I would. Yeah, <laughs> that artwork is, uh, I mean... Other than when, like when they gave Batman chest hair and stuff like that, it just looked <laughs> kind of weird, you know. But that's that's more. Uh, Bob's not there. Hey, but I think hey, 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 hey! I just oh, got back, and let me tell you, in defense of chest hair, let me tell you that the <laughs> muddier the superhero, the muddier the chest hair. I I am telling you that Kryptonian chest hair may be the strongest chest hair known to man. What was it? Frank Miller? Is that the one I'm thinking uh, of? No, it's Neil That's Adams. Right. Neil Adams was known for the uh, predominance of Batman chest hair. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and also his belief that the Earth is expanding like a balloon and that gravity isn't real. So, you know. <laughs> but Dark Knight, Frank Miller. I'm not kidding about that. <laughs> Dark Knight, Frank Miller, and uh, Bob Jagmato Comic Con this weekend. Oh, and uh, we got to meet um, editor and writer Jim Shooter. Oh, um, I, think I saw the, some pictures or something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he was um, a, a mentor for Frank Miller, right? Yeah, uh, if, if not for Jim Shooter, you don't have a Frank Miller. You don't have a Marvel in the 80s, and you don't have a lot of uh, what we see in comic books today. So as far in terms of his importance, uh, God, I think I even mentioned Jim Shooter in our last, last podcast. But yeah, I he's absolutely. I was just absolute. about to say that. Wasn't yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I, I asked if you, could, if you could meet anybody. I think you said Jim Shooter. Oh, without a doubt. And we got to, because uh, Buffalo Comic Con, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know Buffalo, uh, Buffalo's a kind of, of joke. yeah, well, we're, we're a bit of a weird <laughs> town sometimes. The Comic Con's so underattended. So yeah, we got to like monopolize and like talk with them for a half hour. And uh, yeah, like we're just like having this great conversations. Like I never dreamed, like if you told me as a 10 year old kid uh, that Jim Shooter I'd be talking to, it's like, wow. I like, I met like rock stars, politicians. I don't give a damn. But uh, the two people I met who have blown me away, uh, been Jim Shooter, and then another guy was a video game designer who wound up hiring me back in the olden days. So, uh, yeah, you know, it, he was just uh, he was spectacular to talk to. Can I interject here? Yes, I, I, I would say that uh, one of the uh, best uh, non-romantic moments of my life with Bob has been checking Facebook and seeing <clears throat> that Jim Shooter was going to be in Buffalo the very next day, and I threw the door open and went. Oh my God, Bob! You know, and he's yeah. like, "What?" And I felt like I was announcing that somebody had just been shot, and I was like, "Jim Shooter's in Buffalo tomorrow," and his response is like, "Oh my God, are you kidding me?" Oh, I, became, I became like a little girl. I almost like if I could make a squeeing sound, I would have yeah. squeed. And then we realized that our schedules synced up, and neither of us had to work. And like, oh my God, we get to go see Jim Shooter tomorrow. In so, the stars, yeah, the yeah. stars aligned, uh, and they said, "Bob and Barbara, you go see Jim Shooter." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although we found. Found out things about comic conventions. Neither of us knew. Apparently, if you're a photographer, you can't uh, take pictures of cosplayers without permission. Oh God, they we got, got so angry right out of the gate. And I'm a photographer. Uh, yeah, this girl was dressed like some weird, like JPG kind of Asian thing. Like I expect some anime type stick to come out and hit us over the head. It was terrible. <laughs> and we're both photographers. I mean, we take street photography all the time. We've taken pictures of uh, uh, street bums, alcoholics, uh, people who are dancing in the streets. No one minds. You go to a comic book convention, you take one picture. All of a sudden, it's like you're the bad guy. It's crazy. <laughs> you think they would See? want that? To be exposed for you to put that out there. Heroes do need villains. <laughs> and our villains are cosplayers. Yeah, their <laughs> thing is, like, we want to be able to pose. But, you know, think about, like, the best photographs you've ever seen, right? Like, if you ever go to, like, uh, some uh, art thing where you're seeing, like, a photograph that actually makes you feel something. You look at Ansel yeah, Adams, uh, whoever, right? Mm -hmm. Um, the best photographs are the ones which are these candid shots that show humanity, not somebody sure. who's smile for the camera pose like there's reason why there's not freaking school photos in art galleries it's because <laughs> they're stupid right and so having the anime people 
we got to pose. We spent a lot of time in the costume. No, like I want to see the I want to see Spider-Man sitting down at a table with a thing of fries because maybe I can <laughs> say something about people. Maybe you can steal some of those fries. or steal the fries when they're not looking. Yeah. So yeah. but yeah, so the cosplayers, man, terrible, terrible people. That's, that's I'm sorry, cosplayers. By the way, any cosplayers who uh, either listen to us or listen We've to Dope Cracked, some good ones. Sorry about that, but yeah, just <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, um, yeah. It, that that's why they say that Instagram is so dangerous today's youth is because all they see on Instagram is what people want them to see. There's nothing candid about it. True. Yeah, and it's um, you know you're losing the storytelling aspect of. Photographs. Photographs have to be able to tell a story if they're going to mean anything. And when it's just you posing, making duck lips in front of a mirror at the angle that doesn't make you look like you just ate 20 Twinkies, um, it's not telling the same story as if you're actually doing anything. So Bob's doing a side job right now working at a camera shop, and he's, um, you know, working through the uh, all the aspects of that job. And uh, you know, one of those aspects is preserving people's memories. And he's like, you know, so many people come in with photos of the Grand Canyon or, you know, shots they took in Greece that they can easily pull up on Google. But, you know, what matters is the portraits they took of people. I think we're getting off topic a little bit. I'm sorry about that. Wait a minute. Off topic of the Don't Crack podcast? I'm shocked. I'm there, appalled. Off topic I is on topic. There is no topic. We are just talking. I enjoy it. Fun. I enjoy it, too. Yeah, I, so I am the shy one of the two of us. Um, no. This Really good on his feet. Um, just <laughs> amazing. And normally when you point the mic in my direction, I panic a little bit. <laughs> uh, so. Right. You panic like singing in front of uh, <laughs> God knows think. how many listeners. Uh, you Five. know, so shy. So shy. <laughs> she, she broke up. I, I heard her singing a little bit here on this one. Yeah, I think that's what she was talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> to say, I, thought, I thought it was. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I do, though. <laughs> Before we I get sidetracked, I want to hear, Bob, can you reenact the squeal uh, when you found out, uh, you know, about the Comic-Con and uh, that you're going to be able, uh, be able to meet, um, what's his name? Jim Shooter. Jim Shooter. Yeah, well, I can't, but I do have a friend who will uh, be able to uh, narrate it. Hey there, true believers, it's Stanley Excelsior. Let me tell you what Bob's squeal sounds like. It sounds like he says, Squeal. <laughs> did, did that cover it? Did that, did, that, did that do the trick? Perfect. I like it. I like it. I love his Stanley. I do too. It's good. It I like good. his Stanley. I really like his Superman too. You got to listen to the Raha episode. I, I, I did. I That's where I heard it the most. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I loved your your uh, Lois Lane too. She sounded oh, very. Cool. I have to work on that. <laughs> you guys the haven't heard me. Yeah, happy birthday, Mr. President. Yeah. <laughs> See, now you have to. You can't tease him like that. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy birthday to you. See, you know, after that, I feel like putting a blockade on Cuba and then taking a nice little drive in my convertible down to uh, Daly Plaza. Oh, see, I was going to say we had to pause this and we might have to go take a cold shower. I was about to say, my back, is it normal for that to, like, twitch? <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. No, that was good. I like that. 
<laughs> no, so. Bob and I uh, started clowning around with uh, potting. We did about, I'd say, three trial episodes before we decided to launch and um, had a couple drinks one night. And for some reason, that came up. And uh, uh, that was the first time I ever sang on a mic outside of like high school drama club. <laughs> so <laughs> it's fun. Well, you're very good at it, so you can keep that up. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I really am not. My brother is an award-winning local musician, and uh, I didn't get any of that genetic code in my DNA. So, yeah. I'll have a turn to Chris Barber to record uh, I Got You, Babe, with Sonny Bono being done by Stan Lee. So, so, uh, so he wants to do that. And <laughs> I was the chair, and without looking at the video associated with that, song i couldn't tell the difference between sunny and Cher. like she's at the same register that he is and my voice is a little higher than that when i sing so but i got you babe i got you to hold my hand i got you to read some comics some marvelous comics read marvel comics i got you babe so I was just just thinking about it. Y'all should do a Christmas album this Christmas. <laughs> Stan Lee, do uh, Superman, Lois Lane, just all the ones that you know. Just throw them on there doing like, was it White Christmas? And what's that rapey one? Wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. it's cold outside. Yeah, there you go. go. Oh, a baby, you should stay. Oh, perfect. I, <laughs> I will buy that. Put that on Bandcamp. I'll buy it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay. So, Barb, what would you say, since you are, you said you're the novice uh, of the group, or out of you two, what's been your favorite comic book you've uh, read so far? Oh, my God. There have been a few, which have really surprised me. Uh, but Bob gave me a heads up that we wanted to talk a little bit about, like, who might we be as a character? Is that fair to say right now? Uh, it was, uh, which comic book would you want to put yourself into? Yeah, Impose. Impose. Sorry for your fancy words. Uh, I'm going to go Plastic Man. Plastic Man? Plastic Man. I don't know if I've See, heard of that one. I've heard of it. I just don't know where it's from. <laughs> the, thing about the thing about Plastic Man, uh, he's actually an older character. He's back in the 40s. Um I, I picked it up, and it was the first comic that Barbara really just, I want to read more. I loved the hell out of Told me guy. that she wanted to just read it. And the other day, I was out, and when I came home, she was actually <laughs> reading comics on her own, including Plastic Man number four. Like a real life gal. So, which makes <laughs> that the whole point of our show has now been completely shattered. So, if you're a woman out there who doesn't <laughs> like comics, please give me a call, my email, and I will be happy to have you as the new co-host, because now it's all shattered. So, but Plastic Man, as I, as I'm thinking about it, isn't that kind of a Reed Richards style superhero? Uh, so sort of. So let me. Um, sorry, there's text all over the place here. So here's the difference between uh, Plastic Man and other stretching superheroes. There's also Elongated Lad. Uh, there's also the Elongated Man. Uh, both have a very similar costume. Oh, hold on, piece of. Her I phone just, broke just broke my up. phone. <laughs> Oh, no. no. What is with take? No. We should never, like, ever talk. Each I mean, first the soundboard, now your phone. I'm, I'm starting to feel like there's a curse here. This might be the last time we ever appear on your show, only because of this. You will hear more texts from my daughter henceforth, because I tried to hit the mute button, and it literally cracked off. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. No. Oh, yeah. Well, no more good sleep for the rest of our lives till you get that fixed. <laughs> 
So, yeah, so Plastic Man, there's usually Plastic Man like Reed Richards or um, Elongated Man. Yeah. All of them, they stretch in a way that like, well, it's it's under our rules of physics. Uh, Reed Richards could stretch 200 feet. Plastic Man could actually become like, I'm going to be a mailbox. Boink. Or I'm going to be a car. Boink. I love him for that reason. It is so extraordinarily ridiculous. Yeah. He, um. He has these uh, signature sunglasses, and when he morphs into a car, you see a sports car with shades over the head. <laughs> so amazing! Uh, so he's like a human version of Meatwad. Yeah, there's there, there there's kind of an element of that. Um, so for uh, an example of uh, plots, one of my uh, quizzes on Plastic Man—I'm trying to recall it off the top of my head—is um, that um, uh, Plastic Man has. Plastic trail back in the past. What is his mission? Mission one, make sure that the, the bank robbery that was committed the previous week was not actually attempted. Number two, assassinate Abraham Lincoln. Or is it number three, he has to make sure that his plastic powers never happen to him. Why does Plastic Man travel back in time? Uh, Lincoln. Yeah, I'm thinking. And see, you're correct, right? You guys instantly go I got to. Wrong. Obviously, a superhero is going to try and assassinate Abraham Lincoln. But yes, he has to help John uh, Wilkes Booth assassinate Lincoln. Is an example of a plastic man plot. Uh, it would awesome. be that kind of a comic where anything could happen, including presidents, because plastic man hates presidents and loves slavery. I'm sorry, you did know, I say that part? No, he doesn't <laughs> love slavery, but he sure wants to Lincoln assassinate. He loves weighing. <laughs> No, that's the recurring line in that comic. Uh, he meets a child who always says, yeah, that's so wang. And he's like, wang? Does it still mean penis? <laughs> it's so great. Okay. Plus, also, I think if you're a, a woman reading comics, I think there's no way to think about a plastic superhero without thinking, ooh, there's some advantages there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the same with, uh, oh, crap, what was his name from uh, Watchmen? The one that duplicates himself. Oh, uh, Dr. Dr. Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah. My wife, when we watched uh, uh, Watchmen, she was like, so I could have three of him? (laughs) And I was like, you dirty bird. (laughs) And Lori's all complaining like, oh, my God, how can you do that to me? Is that really a reaction people would have? I mean, would any of us wake up with three of the people we love? Would we really be that upset? No, that'd be amazing. Just. I've had dreams like that, I think. There's just two more people for Ryan to disappoint. Exactly. <laughs> I've gotten good at one. I've got to perfect the three. <laughs> Look, if they take all their time, that could be like five good minutes of loving. Five good minutes. I don't know. That's, that sounds like a That's marathon. That's the name of Bob's autobiography. Five good minutes of loving. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, that's good. I'm more of a sprint guy. <laughs> um. Before we get started on our what, uh, with a catch, I was going to ask for anybody that that's listening that has not started podcast yet or not podcast uh, comics. <laughs> what's a good way to start out without because there's so many plot lines to so many different heroes and stuff like that. Where, where's a good place that you would say to start? I think I will speak for both of us at this point. Uh, It's identifying a subject that the person loves. Um, I'm a huge true crime gal and a huge dog lover and identified immediately like, holy crap, there are true crime comics and there are comics about dogs. And, um, you know, we read a graphic novel about Jeffrey Dahmer and it was just so illuminating. Really? Huh? 
Yeah, it was quite good. It was by uh, Durf Backdurf. Do you remember the name of that? Particular uh, my friend level? Dahmer, which friend was also Dahmer. made into a really bad movie. Ooh, and yeah, he got, it's this guy who went to high school with Dahmer and was able to reflect on the time that he knew him and how he's just a little bit off. But they never expected that his life would, um, Take a you know, have the trajectory that it did. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So, real fascinating. Huh. Yeah, and. You know, I think about like the industry today, there is a comic for every sort of interest, whether it's, uh, you know, dog comics. Uh, good God, the number of dog comics we had. Horror. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of mistakes is that everyone says, oh, this is my favorite comic that means a lot to me. But what means a lot to me is something that affected me when I was like 16. And so Batman as an old man jumping off and, you know, coming out of retirement. Well, I, I, I get that. I love that. Uh, but it wouldn't relate to someone who is of a different demographic. So you find the comic that relates to the person you want to share the interest with. And they're out, they're out there. And the key is finding them. I've never been able to latch on to the uh, men in tights aspect of comics, especially <laughs> if they take place on another planet. Like, that's just not something that interests me. But, you know, Planet Earth stories, um, predominantly stories that don't involve heroes and tights. I'm all about those. And I bet you within a, you know, within a matter, well, probably even now, if I was to hand Barbara now, Dark Knight Returns, now she's learning the language. She's learned that there's comics I can love. She can look at it with different eyes and Mm -hmm. maybe be able to appreciate it. So don't push what what you love the most, but push the genre you love the most. And somewhere in there is going to be that happy little ground where it's like we could share this interest. Barbara, you just said something that blew my mind off. Uh, I am 30 years old and I did not think about comics having anything to do with anything but superheroes. Yeah, uh, we just did a comic called Hot Lunch Special by Elliot Rahal. And um, it has a very Fargo feel. Uh, initially... Um, uh, there's a cop who is, you know, working a late shift and hu- gets hungry and goes to a vending machine and gets a sandwich and finds a human finger in it. <laughs> <laughs> Have that Bob, same Bob, old tale. Yes. Bob's insight Sounds was like, like well, I never complain about anything extra in my sandwiches. I only complain <laughs> if there's something less than what I want. Right. Sometimes they'll forget the bacon and the burger and, uh, <laughs> You know, if you want to toss in an extra, that's fine. Uh, you know, a little bit of soylent green on that. Sure, I'll Ew. take it. Ooh, I got yeah, a finger. So Dang it, fun. no tomatoes. Ew. <laughs> Too crunchy. Yay, finger sandwiches. <laughs> so, as always, we have our With a Catch. And okay. we thought, oh. since you guys are comic book enthusiasts, why not let you pick a comic that you would impose yourself into and just make it your own? So we'll go head to head and, you know, uh, you know, I'll take either Bob or Barb, depending on, you know, what we decide. But I'll let Barb go first. And she, uh, she already did. So she well, I'm going to I'm going to jump up on that train again. Um, Bob is a smart guy here. And at some point I will falter. But I am absolutely going to go Plastic Man, who is a.k.a. real life Eel O'Brien. Well, look at her with those deep comic knowledge cuts. Okay. I like it. So we already kind of heard hers then. All right, Bob. What comic? Well, hold what, 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 I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah you com- should ask me about what that, about, Yellow Brian. I was about to say. <laughs> oh, sorry. In and and what comic- about the conditions? How are we going to trip her up? 
Well, we, hold on. In oh, that you're comic, me up. I have no doubt. In that comic, Barbara, who would you be? Plastic Man. You would be Plastic I, Man unfortunately, himself? Yeah, I unfortunately haven't found any female characters at this point that I like. Okay, so you're going to be Plastic Woman in the new Plastic Man series. No, I'm going to be Plastic Man. I'm going to go okay. gender fluid. He's like, no, nah, I want a penis. <laughs> oh, no, right now plastic. I'm concerned. <laughs> Okay, Look, I, I'm telling you, standing up and peeing is, you know, worth it. So, right, oh, you can write your yeah. name in the snow. I've heard tales. <laughs> the way we normally do this, Bob, whenever we have two people on Skype, is y'all will both say both of y'alls, and then we'll pick a person and trip that person up. The other person will trip the other one up. Unless you right. want, if you want, we can do to where all three of us throw a catch at Barbara. Then all three of us throw a catch at you. That's a lot of catches. Throw, that's up to y'all. Yeah, three catches seem more that that doesn't seem that's like that was in balls. the contract. <laughs> that's that's kind of that's kind of why we were throwing it at the. Okay, the, the, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll toss mine out. I've been reading a lot of uh, uh, the uh, Lois Lane from the 1950s, and Superman will appear. I'd want to be in a Lois Lane comic where I'm Superman because he Superman, wants somebody to call him a little minx. Uh, <laughs> Superman doesn't save the world in those comics. Instead, all he's dealing with is someone trying to find out his secret identity or turning him into a baby or doing wild, crazy, wacky things. But there's no real pressure. You, you get to be Superman, uh, but you don't deal with an annoying woman. So I, I think I would be <laughs> Superman in a Lois Lane comic. See, I think I got one for Plastic Man. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. You go go with your Plastic Man. So, as Plastic Man Barb, as Man Barb, Barbara, Barbara, excuse me, (laughs) again, I'm bad at this. Or Barbarella, if you think Uh, she might be wearing a 70s outfit. Barbara, as you're a Plastic Man walking down the road, you are kind of like, I say, the world's worst polluter, as in, as you walk by an animal you may accidentally sprout off a uh, like a little six ring that's on a, 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 a thing of beer, and now you got a duck in plastic just walking around. So you're kind of so as plastic man, she just spouts plastic spouts off. Spouts plastic off, and you know poor little innocent animals find their way into it. She's just like so hey. she's dropping plastic off her body, and yeah. seagulls are getting trapped in yeah, it. Everybody's getting caught in it. You're killing everything. <laughs> yeah, the humanity. <laughs> Now there's a big giant island wherever the lake I go to is. Yeah. All right. Walking around. I am going to quote unquote stretch here. (laughs) Um, Clever. I will say that as Plastic Man, I have like a silly putty body. And I'm not exactly sure what my uh, threshold for powers is, but if I have a silly putty body, body, I would have to assume that something I've created also has a silly putty type quality. So though I might have cast these plastic rings around these poor unfortunate animals, I can easily morph those um, elasticize them okay. to allow their heads to slip out. So, okay. But the thing is, not necessarily they'll slip out but as they come back to your body you now have all these animals that are kind of stuck to you like a, a glue. I'll pet or them. Or a piece of gum. I'll pet them. I like your attitude. I'll pet That's them. perfect. <laughs> so now she just With a positive big... attitude, it's going to be tough to catch her up, I guess. I like it. Well, I, I tried. I thought that was pretty good. So, Barbara, Barbara, are you going to take it then? I'm going to take it. 
Right, and now she's going to be bouncing around with a whole bunch of seagulls stuck to her side. <laughs> I don't know Maybe how she's going to walk. <laughs> the old ladies in a park throwing, bur- throwing bird seed at her. <laughs> you make me want to walk like a camel. <laughs> okay, Super Bob. <laughs> in yours, Lois Lane has taken on all the attributes of the Hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> Except her voice is not equal. She has certain physical attributes. I think he'd be okay with that. (laughs) But also, she has the voice of Igor from (laughs) the uh, what was it, nineteen eighties? Young Frankenstein. Yes, Igor. Igor. Uh, well, chum, as Superman, let me tell you that uh, it might be annoying that Lois Lane talks like she's some sort of 1940s monstrosity, but I've been in many planets, I've listened to many voices. As for Hunchback, on native Krypton, I discovered that the Hunchback was the most erotic zone of them all. I shall take that. He's going to take the Hunchback. I guess Superman takes the Hunchback. Can we trip them up? At least we know know. Superman's not uh, shallow. I think they're cheating by adding positive (laughs) catches or positive (laughs) things. That's not cheating. We're just dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. Do you got yours? Yeah. Okay. I'm ready to go. What's yours? Let's hear it. Let's catch you up. I am not a huge comic book fan. Um, I haven't read very many. I'm not a big reader. But. I was like, you know, in my quest to find a comic book that I would like to impose myself into, I googled weirdest comic books. Mm. That's the best way to find out, because you know anybody can be Superman. That's 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 easy. I'm sorry, just tell tell him. <laughs> yeah, like second it is. Bob. Yeah, <laughs> not, not throwing. I'm offended shade. by that old chum. Not throwing any shade, okay? Uh, but uh, <laughs> no, I want to be. Dang it, where does the name go? I have it right here. No, you got to memorize that shit. Well, I had it, but I did it. Professionalism. Yeah. All right, I'll go. I hit back and it went to the wrong one. (laughs) I had it pulled up on my phone and I I figured it. I want to be Alice. (laughs) Little accent. I thought you had back. Wait, wait. Elf? You want to be Elf? Alice from Alice in Wonderland. Okay, help me out here, Bob. You You don't need Elf Diner, Alice. You might need some grits. There's a. uh, the the creator of Wonder Woman did a comic book right after Wonder Wonder Woman, where it was just all of the like Disney princesses and stuff like that just banging. I think it's the Lost Girls. Oh no no no! You're thinking you're thinking of Alan Moore's uh, Alan Lost Moore. Girls. Yes. Uh, so the creator of Wonder Woman was William Moulton uh, Marston back in the 1930s, who was a professional psychiatrist. And he had a thing for bondage, right? He had Bob? a thing for bondage. He was a uh, he also or polygamy. Yes. Um, so he was married both to his wife and to his uh, girlfriend, and he believed that the only way for human beings to achieve peace would be through women-dominated bondage. So all the Wonder Woman comics had Wonder Woman tied up. Her weakness was if she was tied up by a man, she would become weak. But her strength was in tying up other men. Well, and that so is true. always the subtext. Now – the Disney princesses all having sex together is actually done by Alan Moore, and that is called Lost Girls. That's the one I want to be in. You want to be in Lost Girls? <laughs> Death by yeah. Susu. Death by Snoo Snoo. 
Mm, Death by Suicide. Well, so that's great that you're in an Alan Moore story. The problem is that Alan Moore is a crazy wizard. So because he's a crazy wizard, anything could happen. And so it turns out that you're not really a man at all. You're merely a penis who thought he was a man. I think he might have gotten the plague of the 30 spots. Plague of 30 spots? Yeah, I think so. You don't want to know where those spots end up. I, you know, I'm, I'm going to stick with them. It's just like Swamp Thing. <laughs> instead of a man who thought he was a penis, you're actually a penis who thought he was a man. So you're just a giant penis in a land full now. of women? Uh, well, you know, I, I, you know, right. But it turns out you're not really a man at all. You're really just a giant penis. Yeah. And I'm not sure that the penises um, really differentiate between the men and the women. But I get, I still get to hang out with all the cool ladies. Well, you do, but you're just no longer a man. I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, I'm very, 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 very close to not being a man now. Part. <laughs> I'm taking it. Well, I'm going to get to hang out with you all the cool powerful ladies. That. Yeah. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Uh, you can, uh, you can put Barbara. I need to do another drink order. All right. Barbara's getting mine anyways. All right. So I have found my mistake. I see what I've done here. I want to be matter-eating lad. Okay, I have not encountered Matter Eating Lad yet, um, so you'll need to help me out with this. So, Matter Eater Lad, or <laughs> I can't even say his name, <laughs> Matter Eater Lad can eat any substance in any amount at super speed. He can consume an unlimited amount of matter in any form, solid, liquid, or gas. It's me. He once hollowed out <laughs> a large meteor in a matter of minutes. Matter. Essentially, I can eat anything, anytime I want, and I also have uh, what was it here? Super metabolism as well. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd hope so. Metabolism induced super speed. So yeah, I've been watching okay. a lot of competitive eating videos here online, and uh, I think this one was perfect for me. That that's right. Wonderful, but it could be that unbeknownst to you, until you started to feel very ill one day, you have irritable bowel syndrome and all of that uh, miraculous eating capacity is going to send you to the bathroom for hmm, days on end no sleep no eat no interaction with the outside world it's irritable bowel syndrome for you and the the worst part about ibs is you don't always make it to the bathroom (laughs) when it's time to go your body makes it go see that kind of counteracts because he already has digestive enzymes. Yeah, it turns to poo. No. But yeah, these are... but that happens to the stomach. That doesn't happen uh, toward the exit point. Yeah, your metabolism just pushes it out. Speaking of, they right. don't go through that in the comic books. <laughs> We're talking about irritable bowel syndrome, Bob. Yeah. Irritable bowel syndrome, <laughs> man. Back. Let's see. I, I can't believe I missed that discussion. <laughs> I uh, I chose matter eater or matter. Dang, I did it again. Matter Eater Lad uh, from yes. the 30th century uh, with the ability to consume all matter. Uh, one time a member of the Legion of Substitute Heroes. Eventually became a member of the Legion of Superheroes, the full-time group. God, I have so much geeky knowledge. You're yes. amazing. Yeah. He really is. <laughs> but essentially I have IBS He's now. He's my hero. Mm. Yeah, I've assigned IBS to the poor lad. Yeah, if you have that, then Matter Eater Lad is all, uh, is, is all messed up. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind, yeah. of his, kind of his weakness. Um, you, need weakness. Be you need to be friends. You need to befriend the Sherman dude. You know, <laughs> squeeze the Sherman. 
<laughs> you know, don't you be the charmin maybe a reference only to those who are so old that uh, we spend too much time in the bathroom thinking about the don't squeeze the charmin man. That was a very old, uh, old campaign. Hope you guys are old enough to know. I do know it. I don't know if I was actually old enough to know it. Uh, I, I have scoured YouTube for old commercials because it's amazing <laughs> to me. It's, I mean, I'm 30, so it might have been on. I'm not sure. Well, I still think I'm going to have to pass because you're probably uh, you're going to yeah, pass yeah, a lot. I, 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 I think in this context, the word pass might be yeah. a little bit questionable. Hey. I'm going to, uh, <laughs> on both fronts, I'm passing uh, <laughs> one and two. So. <laughs> <laughs> That couldn't have been better played. <laughs> One and two now. Now you need depends and uh, um, medication. Do I need to wear adult diapers? It depends. Depends. So, all right. Well, that was an, that was another fun, another great episode. Thank you again, Barbara, for joining us this time. I think I got it right at it the end. Lovely meeting. You. It was. I'm. So it great was to meet fantastic. You the. We had a great time. Again, plug your uh, plug your show here for us. Plug your podcast. That way, uh... emails, Patreons, uh, YouTube channels, anything. <laughs> right, like people would pay for this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> With, honestly, so, you should. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, I mean, we did, we we do it because it's a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, it's a it's called a gal walks in a comic shop, and as I mentioned, it's about introducing someone new to the world of comics. So if you have a passion, like anything then you can get the idea why it's so awesome to bring someone new into this environment. And it's more than just uh, talking about comics. It's uh, quizzes. It's uh, uh, weird, wacky, dramatic re uh, reenactments of old Lois Lane comics. It's singing. It's singing. And if you can picture Bob right now throwing his arms up in the air as if to, um, you know, expound all the glorious details of our pod, he might be doing that right now. Speaking oh, I'm singing. Drinking. Everybody uh, be looking out for Christmas album. I say everybody. Yeah. Let's uh, flood Twitter with uh, a petition or something. Yeah. It's time to say goodnight. See? And that's Jordan. just one of the songs you can get off this marvelous Merry Christmas uh, album. <laughs> oh, you believe your ears. If you think Santa's excited about coming down the chimney and kissing your mom under the mistletree, you'll be extra excited to receive this album under our tree. Santa is always excited about coming down the chimney and kissing Mr. your mom. <laughs> I was waiting for <laughs> Mr. Lee. Mr. Lee, please yes. make a commercial for your... <laughs> Your album when it's ready. <laughs> I love his Mr. Lee. It's, it's awesome. So okay, okay. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I completely messed y'all up. Go ahead and continue plugging. I'm sorry. No, well, that's about it. Like uh, uh, it's a podcast. Walks and please leave us an iTunes review. Yes. Gotta write a little text because otherwise we'll just get the star rating. We won't be able to give you a shout out on our pod, and that's important. Right, because we do these uh, crazy adventures of people who leave us uh, five-star reviews. So, uh, you know, if you want to hear uh, yourself involved in a weird audio play involving our arch enemies or whatever you have, uh, you know, uh, yeah, leave a review but, or follow us on Twitter or just wave at us or have a <laughs> tear drip down your cheek as you think of us. And in our hearts, we know you're listening. Smoke signals. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke signals are great. Uh... Want to rain down. 
We'll have to do like part three at some point. Well, no, they don't have anything else to break. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the well, there's still be our, gone. Yeah. our cars reasons to live, so we can <laughs> break all the things. Talk to me, guys. It's been wonderful. Thank you yes. so much. This has been a great yeah. lot again. Well, uh, You've uh, you've been on twice. I definitely think we have to do a third time. We could go on for hours. We do have other. Unfortunately, we have other stuff to record. But I wish we could. Charm, they say. Yeah, I like it. Third time we might actually be charming. So, (laughs) and we might not break something on the third time with you guys. (laughs) All right. Well, you guys have a great record more podcasts we love your podcasts so do more we love yours too thanks for saying you too yeah (laughs) you guys are amazing so we appreciate it thanks again for uh coming out and we'll talk soon all right sounds good bye bye everyone bye